Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Tutal Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but clearly not everything because he couldn't help me today, Mr. <laughs> Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How's it going? If you need help trying to get stuff off your credit report, I'm That's, not the person to talk to no. about that. I will go ahead and admit that. Yeah. I will never do a class about making your credit score good. Yeah, and we beat that horse. That We beat the horse to death, and it's dead. Yeah, in the pre-show. So let's <laughs> I'm pretty sure the live group's tired of us. Yeah, like oh my god, I really it. thought they were done talking well, about this. Wasn't this show about liberty? And they're talking <laughs> about their credit scores. Well, well, you know what? I'm heated. All right, Pisses Charlie's mad. He just wrote a strongly worded letter. Mm. So if you want to hear this boring conversation that no one cares about, you want to make sure you join patreoncom liberty so you can hear us talk for 20 minutes before the show about Charlie's credit report. Of Very course, important things like that. Of course, you couldn't predict this, but one of the ladies in the live group is actually interested in our credit <laughs> score talk. <laughs> Nate and I were just mentioning how females are so much better at this for some reason. I told Charlie if he would like have, they just check it every week or something. If, I don't know if he would have been a woman. You would have taken you would have taken care of this a couple of years ago, and this would not be an issue. Yeah, it would have never it would never have popped up on there. No, yeah, because no. I would have known about it. Somehow. You know, actually looking at the credit scores, by the way, women are not higher than men as far as the average credit scores, or they're right neck and neck, which is interesting to me. I would not guess that because all the women I've ever known <laughs> were like having people come to the door begging them to borrow money. Right. And yeah. anyway, I don't know. You guys, let us know how the just our- women in your life are just our empirical evidence that we are surround ourselves with well this is the good morning credit report podcast where we talk about life liberty and charlie's credit report very important things we also talk about liberty uh, liberty 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 every single day of the week when we want to and we have been on a roll of wanting to lately a liberty. lot of a lot of days where we wanted to in a row right now so let's see how long we can keep the streak going there is some news we have to talk about today some very important stuff biden has found some more places to spend some money so we'll be combing through that because it's quite ridiculous and we'll talk about how the left is so good at achieving their goals just one little bit at a time they're so freaking smart when it comes to these spending bills when it comes to achieving whatever it is we call socialism bad isms that there are they know exactly how to do it and they always have and maybe someday we'll take a page out of their book and and just enact a little bit of liberty at a time so we can finally get to some liberty mm-hmm. that's what i want yes there's a little bit of liberty liberty we just right. need to we just need to come up with a more clever names like you know zero percent uh, income tax we'll just call it um america's savings plan something like that yeah yeah and uh, actually put more money in people's pockets that would be the best stimulus i can come up with is actually getting mm. rid of those taxes Mm. you know charlie brought i don't know if a lot of time to talk about this but you sent me a tiktok video at i don't know about 6 a.m this morning something like that i was still asleep but i watched the video and i couldn't sleep afterwards because i was so frustrated yeah see i was up working on tiktok (laughs) i was so (laughs) so frustrated and after you sent that i was like you know what i need to post a tiktok video so i posted one right after that i don't know if you noticed i was like oh yeah we haven't posted one in a minute go follow us on that communist app if you guys want to but first before we get into this stuff everyone in the live group shield your ears send in a strongly worded letter to the to the patreon admins if you want to but we're going to do an advertisement real quick for a great company called up in arms clothing i'm wearing my shirt again today charlie can't wear his shirt because he hasn't done laundry in weeks and it's out of pure laziness and that's actually what's happening actually we have a broken dryer because his dryer's broken and who the hell still dries their shirts these days that's what (laughs) i want to know i thought we ended that back in aught nine no come on i still we we put some freshly good i don't know i don't really do laundry but (laughs) do you you order like three sizes too big so after you dry it and it shrinks way up it'll still fit no, I mean, like, so I'm kind of in between uh, an extra large and a 2X, so it makes it kind of perfect, honestly. Um, depends on how many cookies I've eaten for the day. So I've been mentioning cookies a lot lately. Well, you guys that's, in the... That's right. You guys in the group can... By the way, we got a we had a comment about the 
crumble cookies that yes. you were talking about on Twitter today saying that it was like the best cookie you could ever have. So, so good. I'm telling you. I don't know why you didn't offer me any of them. There's, but we still have some. I'll have want, to try one after the show. Are they, are they low in carbs? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, I'm wearing this shirt still today. It's called The Anatomy of a Pew, and it diagrams this beautiful, this beautiful piece of liberty. This beautiful piece of liberty right here. It's got, it's funny. It's a funny shirt. It diagrams the magic fire dust, the freedom seed at the end, the metal holding thing, the bang button that's in the back. You know the thing, mm -hmm. all right? And there are so many great shirts on this website that you guys need to check out. Up in Arms Clothing takes the motto from a phrase in arms, meaning to help fight a common enemy. Up in Arms indicates that a soldier wasn't just equipped for battle, but was standing and ready for it. They were founded in 2020 by Marine Corps combat veteran defense contractor to equip and make ready people that stand in defiance of all forms of tyranny. That fits us right here. Mm -hmm. We stand in defiance of all forms of tyranny and are ready to fight against it. I'm not saying that we're ready to fight against it. We're not calling for violence, anything like that, okay? I'm just saying this seems to line up pretty mm -hmm. well. That's why we're doing an ad for them. Represent Americans that stand for what is right and just and support our military and first responders. No longer the silent majority, but rather patriots equipped and standing ready to defend our God-given freedoms. Up in Arms values American-made products, American-made products, and cuts no corners to provide affordable made-in-the-USA apparel. It actually is affordable, and it's pretty nice apparel. It feels really good. It's become like my go-to shirt for feeling better when I'm wearing a shirt. Yes. I don't know, Charlie, if you've worn yours. Apparently, you, you did wear it. That's yeah. why it's dirty, it's and you, dirty. Can't, yeah. you can't wear it. The founder, Daniel Skillman, served eight years as a grunt in the Marine Corps through four combat, tour, combat tours in Iraq and has been supporting and training our nation's military members for, for over 15 years. Up in Arms is committed to providing high-quality, relentlessly American apparel. They aim to make a statement and support our God-given rights. Through their endeavor, they want to provide their customers with high-quality apparel that speaks loudly to all of our shared beliefs. And by the way, just to let you guys know, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but... Daniel, actually, the guy who is running this company is also a Patreon supporter now because he likes what we're doing so much here. So yeah. uh, much appreciation for that, for sure. And we appreciate him having this great company with some great shirts. Go to upinarmsclothing.com. Use the promo code Good Morning Liberty, all one word. And what do you get for Good Morning Liberty? 15% off. 15 I thought you off. forgot. I thought thought you were going to forget to tell them again. No, I. Well, it wasn't in the original thing that I had, so I. <laughs> it wasn't that I forgot the first time. Fifteen percent off. Good morning, Liberty. All one word. Up in arms clothing. They really mm. are comfortable shirts. I, I like them a lot. And in fact, I wore it during the day, and Stephanie stole it at night to sleep <laughs> in, and that's why it's really dirty. Uh, Charlie, <laughs> tell me about this thing from Reason.com, freaking the pre All the right. president out there. Hope you guys have two hours. This is going to take a while. <laughs> we are going to comb through it some because it's so uh, now, got some ridiculous stuff in it. Now, by the way, if you guys haven't realized all the money we spent already, we we found another $1.8 trillion because Biden is seeking that much money uh, for public child care, preschool, and college. Okay. Biden's spending spree continues. After co-signing America to $1.9 trillion tab for a Democratic policy wish list disguised as pandemic relief, and it's not really just Democratic policy wish list because that's this just just continuation from the whatever two point three trillion we already spent. Yeah, point, not, another one point nine. Not to mention a lot of uh, people have been responding on polls and have agreed with raising tax rates on people making over four hundred thousand. They've agreed with to with doing a lot of things like this because they feel like it's something that's not going to affect them, only the evil rich people. So mm -hmm. you're right. This is not just Democratic. And he's pushing for $2.25 trillion in infrastructure spending, under which anything Democrats like is defined as infrastructure. That's true. We talked about this yesterday, like like, like emotional and social infrastructure mm -hmm. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Everything is infrastructure. Because your brains are crumbling. Folks. And they're, they're smart when they do this because people generally on both sides of the aisle have always supported infrastructure spending. Even Trump was going to put through a trillion dollar infrastructure package and the Republicans loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, so people support infrastructure, but now because of jobs, because of the jobs. But now because we support this word, apparently now you can throw anything you want under the word infrastructure and it counts and it still counts. Mm -hmm. Get this y'all 
President Joe Biden is seeking this $1.8 trillion for an, quote, American families plan. It's just it's just for the American families. If you don't support it, then you don't support American families. Which is odd because neither does a lot of the left. They don't support the traditional American <laughs> family. Anyway. Well, families of all all types. Yeah. Yeah. The new spending will allegedly go toward health care, child care, and education. Though if it's anything like Biden's previous spending proposals, some of the funds will go towards those things. And some will go toward whatever the hell Democrats think will get them votes. <laughs> the plan will... Oh, it actually does say that in the article. It does, okay. yeah. <laughs> you just thought I was spitting off the I, dome. I, I thought you no. were making that up. The plan will reportedly expand publicly funding, publicly funded school schooling by four years, two years of government-funded preschool, and two years of government-funded community college for anyone who wants it, regardless of family income. The plan is also expected to subsidize child care entirely for low-income families and partially for middle earners, expand child tax credits. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. People having Mm -hmm. more kids um, and getting paid by the government. Expand the federal government's investment in paid family leave and set a $15 minimum wage for child care workers. Just one little bit. One, chip away one little $15 minimum wage at a time. Yeah. It's like, just, oh, we're not passing $15 minimum wage. It's only for the child care workers. They deserve it. Imagine how much more expensive child care is going to be. Absolutely. Well, don't insane. worry. They're going to pay for it, though. Yeah. In addition, <laughs> the president will also propose more money for Pell Grants and lowering tuition at some colleges, including historically black colleges and universities. And make permanent the temporary tax credits for health insurance and Obamacare exchanges that were part of the American Rescue Plan. A lot of these rescue, a lot of these, you know, plans. A lot of of rescuing. A lot of rescuing. As always, Biden's plan to pay for it and his infrastructure American jobs plan, uh, which together come to a total of around $4 trillion, is to raise taxes on businesses and people earning above a certain income threshold. The proposal would nearly double the capital gains tax from 20% rate to 39.6% for households making more than a million dollars, the USA Today reports. Biden plans to pitch it to Congress today. With this request, notes Axios, Biden will have asked Congress for approximately $6 trillion in new spending outside of his annual budget request. Yeah, these are extra expenditures, by the way. The government's still going to spend what the government was going to spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all that since taking office a little more than three months ago however he's not available for questions um so he really I, isn't I, by the way we pulled out some uh, he really can't they, they know they can't let him answer questions at all he'll get in trouble so here are some of the parts of this we'll dive in just a little bit because this is pretty important now we are looking at him asking for up to six trillion dollars since coming into office Already got some of it, of course, and now we're going to be waiting to see what happens with the other $4 trillion. And like we said, remember, that is on top of what the government was already going to spend, which was already going to be somewhere between 4 and $5 trillion. So here's what's actually in the American Families Plan. Helping families afford child care. Biden's proposal calls for having low- and middle-income families pay no more than 7% of their income on child care for kids younger than age five. Parents earning up to 1.5, the median income in their state would qualify. So if you're, they're going to cap it at 7%. So whatever you pay over 7%, they're going to be subsidizing. We've never seen anything go wrong with subsidizing anything over a specific cost. No. Like, oh, we'll cover whatever it is over a specific cost. That's, that's what we'll do. There's no way that the cost is just going to become astronomical, especially when they're mandating a $15 minimum wage for people who are working in childcare. <laughs> no way this is going to completely balloon the cost of childcare itself. Because the they've done so well with college. I know. That so now let's step into childcare. Housing, college, building roads and bridges, all this. Healthcare. We all know what they... Healthcare. We know what happens when they subsidize things. The president also wants to invest more in child care workforce to bring their wages up to $15 an hour from the typical 12.24 hourly rate they earned in 2020. The relief plan provided about $39 billion to child care providers already. An amount provider receives is based on operating expenses and available to pay employees. So they also want to make community college great again, free again, free. <laughs> they want to make community college free. Now, I don't know what community college costs, to tell you the truth. 
I played that gall darn trumpet so well, I didn't never had to look at a darn mm. bill when I was going mm-hmm. to community college. All right. I should have stayed at that college instead of going to the other non-community colleges. I'll tell you that. So they're going to make community college free for everyone. Looks like uh, the average community college tuition is approximately $4,892 per year for in-state and 8643 for out-of-state. Yeah. Now, remember, this is making something free that we pay for. Yeah. Because it's got to be paid for with money, and that money has got to be taken out of the American economy. From billionaires. But it's free. Yeah, because yeah. billionaires have plenty. Because billionaires have all the money, and billionaires, mm-hmm. they just grow money in their backyard. They don't get their money from the people who buy their products and services. No, they just hoard it. They just they already have all the money to do this, so it's going to be free. It's not going to cost anyone anything extra whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Biden is proposing a $109 billion plan to make two years of community college free. The federal government would cover about 75% of the average tuition cost in each state when the program is fully implemented, with states picking up the rest. So they're setting up a little Obamacare exchange for the states, from what I can see. Another senior administration official said states would also be expected to maintain their current contributions to the higher education systems. And they'd also be required to pick up the rest. If all states, territories, and tribes participate, about 5.5 million students would pay nothing in tuition and fees, according to the White House. Now, they made sure they said they would pay nothing in tuition and fees for the college because you better damn well bet they're going to pay for the college still. Mm-hmm. They're still going to pay for the college. Yeah. In addition to this community college measure, Biden would create a $39 billion program that provides two years of subsidized tuition for students from families earning less than 125000 who are enrolled in four-year historically black colleges, universities, or other minority-serving institutions. So, if you are earning less than $125,000 in your family, then this is going to provide two years of subsidized tuition if you are going to a historically black college. Now, this is not free college for people who are black. This is just subsidized college for people that are going to historically black colleges. Mm -hmm. So, they're so good at this. Why are they so good? It's disgusting. They just ba- they just backdoor you. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The way that they backdoor everything is is impressive. It really is. You have to admire the you have to admire all of the, the, the strategy that goes into this mm-hmm. and the creativity, the, mm-hmm. the 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 politics involved in this. It's it honestly, it's impressive. I don't even know if I'm mad right now. I'm impressed. <laughs> Enhancing Pell grants. They eat a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> the, <laughs> The president would provide up to approximately 1,400 in additional assistance to low-income students by increasing the Pell Grant Award. Nearly 7 million students, including many people of color, rely on Pell Grants, but their value has not kept up with the rising cost of college. Not, not just the rising cost. of it. It's not like colleges went up, oh, what's, uh, it's 20% increase. No, you know, it's not no. that they didn't keep constant with inflation by a little yeah. bit. Inflation like, was 2% a year. and. Like, what is it like three thousand percent? It's insane how much more expensive since the government got into college of paying people for their college costs. How much the cost has gone up, and now they're going to fix this because college has become so expensive by just offsetting the cost by another fourteen hundred dollars. Realize they're doing nothing to actually tackle any of the problems, which is the cost. Yeah. Why does it cost so much to go to these colleges? And with COVID, everybody's doing everything online anyway. (laughs) Yeah. You're still paying 50 grand a year to take Harvard online. Insanity. Oh, here's what they're also going to do. Providing paid family and medical leave. All right. A limited federal paid family and sick leave measure was included as part of the major pandemic rescue package by Congress in 2020. It provided up to two weeks of paid sick days for workers who were ill or quarantined as well an additional 10 weeks of paid family leave if they needed to care for a child whose school or daycare was closed due to the pandemic. The requirement expired in December. The federal government will continue to subsidize employers who choose to offer the paid leave through September. The American Families Plan would provide workers with a total of 12 weeks of guaranteed paid parental, family, and personal illness safe leave by the 10th year of the program. By the 10th year of the program. So they're going to step it up. According to a White House fact sheet, the partial wage replacement would apply to individuals who wanted to take time to bond with a new child, care for a seriously ill loved one, deal with a loved one's military deployment, find safety from sexual assault, stalking or domestic violence, heal from their own serious illness, or take time to deal with the death of a loved one. 
Well, Lord, that covers darn near everyone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the plan would also ensure three days of bereavement leave annually starting in the first year. Uh, workers would receive up to $4,000 a month through the National Leave Program with a minimum of two-thirds of their wages replaced. The White House estimates the program will cost $225 billion over 10 years. Times 10. Times way more than that. Yeah. When we get to the pay for, because there's going to be a pay for conversation here here in a sec, investing $200 billion in universal preschool, because preschool works. Biden's, We've already done studies on this. Which, by the way, they presented studies showing that it did work. So they, they have plenty of studies showing this. Mm. Biden is calling... The Head Start campaign? Yeah. Biden is calling for the federal government to invest $200 billion in universal preschool for all three- and four-year-olds through a national partnership with states. The administration estimates it would benefit 5 million children and save the average family $13,000 when fully into, implemented. It will... It will potentially save them. Now, if these are Obamacare numbers, it's going to cost them twenty six thousand dollars. <laughs> so, but they're saying it's going to cost. It's going to save them thirteen thousand dollars on paying for this. But remember, these things all have to be paid for. The money is going to come from somewhere. Where is it going to come from? We'll see here in a minute. The program would be accessible to families of all income levels, according to the White House. States would be required to foot fifty percent of the cost when the measure is fully up and running. If a state were to opt out, so I guess that's not required, the federal government will work with localities to implement the program. So, a key Democratic priority, funding universal pre-K aims to both prepare children for K through 14 learning and provide <laughs> some financial relief to families paying for childcare. Now, it says K through 12 in the article, but we all know that with the free community college this has now really become k through 14 why don't we just give doctorates to everyone i don't know why do we even require them to go to school i don't know the proposal will be constructed to prioritize high need areas it will carry the pledge to ensure public funded preschool would include low student to teacher ratios and developmentally appropriate curriculum 44 states have some form of publicly funded pre-k the National Institute for Early Education Research says and most spend too little per child to support high-quality, full-day pre-K. So we're finally going to have adequate pre-K, mm -hmm. which is really, a, it's a daycare for, That's right. for your kids, is what it is. And every, every parent knows that this is a daycare. That's, that's what it is. All right. <clears throat> well, we won't go through this part. Let's see. Keeping the expanded child tax credit through 2025. The American Families Plan would maintain the new enhanced child tax credit for another four years, and it would make it fully refundable permanently. Democrats passed a one-year... Now, does everybody know what the fully refundable means? No, what does it mean? That means if you owe zero dollars in taxes, you still get the tax credit. Yeah. That's how you can make a lot of money at tax time. If you have 10 kids and you make no money, and you're getting, what is it now, $2,000? per kid. You're making $36,000 if you have kids under the age of six for nothing, which if uh, you have 10 kids under the age of six, honestly, I want to know how you did that. You're really cranking them out. <laughs> <laughs> Democrats passed a one year expansion of the child tax credit as part of the March relief bill. Families with children under the age of six will receive $3,600 per child, while those with kids between six and 17 will receive $3,000 oh, okay. so for each child. You're only, making, you're only making 30 grand. I'd never, I mean, honestly... You guys know I never wanted to have kids, not something I've ever really been interested in, but I'm starting to see the investment return on this. And honestly, also, the money might be worth it. I also I can't stand people who continue to say, you know, that the rich pay less taxes because remember that study that they did didn't include anybody who paid nothing or actually mm -hmm. got money back. Yeah. When they paid nothing in. So just I just want you guys to be aware of that. Yeah, if you included they they removed well they they removed the fact that people received the earned income tax credit, the child tax credits and instead just looked at the overall rates, but when you actually in, include the tax credits, it's overwhelmingly like 26% for the top bracket is the amount that they paid and like 2% for the bottom brackets is what they ended up. Well, the bottom bottom bracket it was like negative 7 something like that so always remember that good good point good point the enhanced portion of the child credit of the credit is available for single parents with annual incomes up to seventy five thousand. heads a household earning up to one hundred and twelve thousand, and joint filers making up to one hundred and fifty thousand a year 
Under the relief bill, families can receive half their total credit on a monthly basis, up to three hundred per child up to age six, and two fifty per child ages six to seventeen. So this is no longer a thing that you do at the end of the year. This is going to be monthly income for them kids, right there. Now, I shouldn't call it income because if if it actually does reduce the amount of taxes you're paying, but you're still paying taxes in, it's not really income. It's less theft. So. I can't be mad at the families receiving this. I can be mad at the government and the way that they do things. But oh, I absolutely claim my child. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for the people mm-hmm. that are going to get out of the theft of taxation all the time. And that mm-hmm. is what we're saying. We're saying that we're going to help people by releasing them of the burden of giving the government part of their income. And that's how we're going to help people. Just, just think about that for a minute. That's how we're going to help people. We're going to charge them less taxes. That's what's going to help. Beefing up Affordable Care Act subsidies permanently. Because it's been so affordable. Yeah, yeah. What is that we said the other day? There's nothing so government as a permanent temporary program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what, just like, uh, just like Milton Keynes said, you know? Yeah. Bernie Madoff. (laughs) Bernie Madoff. Uh, Biden's proposal will permanently extend the more generous subsidies contained in the rescue package, which are currently in effect for two years. So how about that? The boost in aid is part of Biden's effort to get more Americans covered by health insurance by making it more affordable. See, this is what they do is they introduce one thing under the rescue law that people are going to try to push through or that they did push through. And now we have another bill that makes that thing permanent. It's freaking genius. Can we ever make liberty permanent in freaking America? (laughs) This is America, isn't it? It's so we good. Ever, we ever have a bill that makes liberty permanent? Yeah. Has this ever happened? Yeah. Oh, God. We'll introduce a bill for tax-free weekends. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just make, make it, those permanent. Make it permanent. And then we'll do tax-free weekdays. There you go. And we'll make that permanent. I like it. I like it. See, guys, you got to be thinking off the top of your skull here. <laughs> All right? Provide... <laughs> Under the rescue law, enrollees pay no more than 8.5% of their income toward coverage, down from nearly 10%, and lower-income policyholders receive subsidies that eliminate their premiums completely. So we're going to make this permanent day. Providing more help to pay for childcare permanently. This is all in this bill, y'all. Okay, we're, we're running through it. We're about to get to the pay for. Providing more help to pay for childcare permanently. The president's calling on Congress to make permanent... The enhancements to the child and dependent care tax credit contained in the relief package. So more, more, more temporary plans that are becoming permanent. Under that plan, families can receive a tax credit for as much as half of their spending on qualified child care for children under 13, up to a total of 4000 for one child or 8000 for two or more children. Parents making less than $125,000 annually. We don't care about all those specific numbers. Making the enhanced earned income tax credit permanent. The latest package, this is one that should have been bold right here, the Enhanced Earned Income Tax Credit, making that permanent. The latest package would make permanent the expansion of the Earned Income Tax Credit for workers without children. Freaking right. Yes. (laughs) Get me some, some singles out there. The relief law bolstered the credit by nearly tripling the maximum credit and extending eligibility to more childless workers. The minimum wage... The minimum age to claim the credit will be reduced to 19 from 25. The upper age limit will be eliminated. This was the largest expansion of the earned income tax credit since 2009. So we'll make that permanent also. Mm. So once again, how do we pay for all this? How do we pay for it? Yeah, we got a plan for that. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You're not going to pay for it. Well, yeah. Charlie is. <laughs> I'm not that rich. <laughs> Raising income taxes on the I'm rich. Actually, not rich. That's, that's how we're gonna pay for this. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. You want to run through some none of this? Of, yeah, none of y'all are gonna pay for it. It's, they're just gonna raise income taxes on the rich. So Biden wants to reverse a key plank of the Republicans' 2017 tax cuts by returning the top marginal income tax rate to 39.6 percent, up from 37 percent. It would apply only to those in the top one percent. Mm. They're going to raise the capital gains tax rate. We already talked about that from 20% to 39.6%. Um, and individuals earning, let's see, $200,000 a year and married couples making two fifty dollars a year, they pay that additional 3.8% tax on capital gains to help fund the Affordable Care Act. Which so I'm sure was, at, was temporary. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at 43.4% there on your, anyway. 
Then they want to tax unrealized capital gains at death. <sighs> so currently heirs of wealthy Americans enjoy a major tax break. Assets that pass directly to them receive a step up in their cost basis, meaning they are valued as of the date of death. This can minimize the tax burden on the heirs when they eventually sell the assets, and it means the gains accrued during the lifetime of the parent who died are never taxed. Because they never freaking sold it. <laughs> that makes sense because you take into your ownership an asset that is valued at this amount. So what they mean is if if uh, my dad put $10,000 into something and now it's a million dollars and then he dies and he left that ownership to me, then when I get it, it starts at a million dollars. If it turns into two, you only pay capital gains on that. One from one million to two million. Yeah. So now they're going to tax the entire gain still because you don't want those gains. Why would you want that? Yeah. You don't. You got to punish those gains. Exactly. <laughs> Biden would require states to pay taxes on unrealized gains of more than a million dollars or two and a half million per couple when combined with existing real estate exemptions. However, family-owned businesses and farms would not have to pay taxes when passed on to their heirs who continue to run the business. Boom. So I made it. <laughs> we'll just make everything a business. That's how they'll yeah. do it. They're going to end the breaks for hedge fund partners and real estate investors. Biden is asking Congress to close the carried interest loophole so that hedge fund partners would have to pay ordinary income rates on their income. Currently, the income is often treated as capital gains, which are subject to lower tax rates. It's because also, the income only came from the gains that they made on people's right, capital. Right. Yeah. Also, he wants to end a tax break that allows real estate investors to defer taxation when they exchange property for gains greater than 500000 So it's like all these loopholes they created, they want to close them. Also, we talked about this. They want to enhance the IRS enforcement. So we're going to spend another $80 billion to the IRS to go after all these tax evaders, these wealth hoarders. Uh, the administration believes the enhanced measures to crack down on tax evasion would increase revenue for the government by $700 billion. That's I believe that's over 10 years. Although some outside experts are skeptical and the CBO congressional budget office uh, is unlikely to project that much revenue. And if they, and if they do, you can make sure it's way less than that. His plan would also require financial institutions to report information on account flows so that earnings from investments and business activity are subject to the type of reporting that wages already are. So the, the thing that's important to remember here is every time we have a new bill that comes up, a new spending package that comes up, it's always going to be paid for by raising capital gains and raising corporate tax rates and going after the people who are escaping taxation. And that's how we're going to pay for it. And then the next $2 trillion bill comes up and it's going to be paid for by really the same thing. I mean, literally you can follow people like Warren and Sanders and AOC on Twitter and they will name every single policy and they're all going to be paid for by the same things. What people don't realize is what if you can raise these rates right here and they would offset the cost of this bill right here. Do you think this is the last bill? You think this is the last bit of spending that they're going to do? No, we need a rescue rescue act. Yeah, this would that would almost make sense if this were the only thing that you were going to do. And then you said, here's how we're going to pay for it over the next 10 years. And then these costs are going to offset somehow. But don't forget, we're already running at a massive deficit. The amount of money that they're going to collect, allegedly, from all these taxes wouldn't even pay for the current deficit that we have, let alone the extra $6 trillion that Biden is trying to get in his first year in office. So then, after that, we're going to raise the capital gains rate, we're going to raise the core tax rate, and it's going to pay for this bill. And then what about the next bill? And then the bill after that. So you see over the next 10 years, there's going to be several bills like this, tons of them. And those aren't going to have pay fors unless they also raise the tax rates to go along with that, to pay for it. It doesn't mm -hmm. stop right here. So that's where you get, that's where you get people on that argument where, oh, we're going to offset it by doing this. Okay. There's still plenty of Green New Deal to extract out and put what, in other bills. What about the next one? Yeah. What, what about the next bill? How are you going to pay for that? And then the one after that too. How are you going to pay for that? And the answer is, they're not. It's just going to be a lot of money printing. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. Inflation's going to inflation's going to kick in. 
eventually. I don't know what number it's going to kick in at. I'm not saying sell all your stonks, go short on the S&P, anything like that. Not saying to go short on the U.S. dollar versus the the Japanese yen or anything like that. I'm just saying it's going to happen sometime. It has to. It it will. And the more money they put in, the more likely it's going to be that it's going to happen because they're wasting all this money. They are going to be terrible at allocating this money into the right places and actually reaping some type of return off of it. They've proven that they can't reap returns off of the money that they steal from people and then spend in certain areas. So it's not going to pay for itself because it never does. If it did, it'd be the first time in U.S. history that they did something and it paid for itself other than arguing that maybe the money we spent on World War II paid for itself by us not being occupied or turned into Germany or something like that. Maybe that's paid for it. I don't know. Maybe the the, the benefits are larger than the uh I know how they can right raise there. some money. <clears throat> What's that? They can uh, not give out $300 billion of uh, stimulus money to fraud. Yeah. That's one thing they could do. Remember when the Department of Defense lost like $3.7 trillion? They just <laughs> don't even know what... What happened to it? Yeah. Like, we can't talk about that. Not even on the books. No. We don't talk about stuff like that. Talk about cooking the books. They weren't even yeah. cooking it. It's on It's on pallets. Yeah. They're just like, we're not going to record this. <laughs> not going to record it at all. Um, so obviously, this is not a good thing, but we have to realize that this is what the government does. I was going to say the left, but what really needs to be said is the government, because almost the same thing happens whether left or right are running things. And we have to realize one thing that we need to take as liberty loving people is the fact that they are, they have these massive plans like the green new deal, or they have free college tuition for everyone. They have free healthcare for everyone. They have these massive big ideas, right? And then Instead of saying, if we don't get the Green New Deal, then screw everything. Someone else can take the helm and run with it because if I don't get the Green New Deal, I'm out of here. What they do is they implement their policies just a little bit at a time in, in palatable amounts where eventually it all adds up to what the total would have been or probably more, more than likely over time. But they're okay implementing the policies over a 10-year span, over a 100-year span. And I really think that liberty loving individuals need to see the strategy in this and we need to realize that you can have your big ideas you can have your big philosophical goals in mind and then also realize that you're not going to get it all put through in one bill that's going to be sweeping erase the government and they're going to vote on it and everyone in the government's going to vote themselves out of power it's not going to happen it's got to happen one little bit at a time so we as liberty-loving individuals have to realize that, that that is going to need to be the strategy. One bit at a time, back towards liberty, stop this all-or-nothing nonsense that will never be imp implemented and until the whole thing burns down. Stop the all-or-nothing nonsense, and we need to start working on little wins that can accrue to maybe someday equaling individual liberty for all. Uh, Todd, let us know that our debt to GDP ra uh, ratio is a hundred plus one hundred thirty percent. That's not good. And somebody wanted to know what that meant in uh, terms of credit score, and I think that would be <laughs> about a negative eight hundred. And I don't think you would qualify for a mortgage. But the thing is, <laughs> luckily for the U.S. government, and this goes into the value of the dollar and everything, the credit score is relevant to all of the other. It is relative to all of the other people who you are comparing credit scores with. Mm -hmm. So it's not just this one nice credit rating, it's your credit rating versus all of the other countries' credit ratings, and then it's a weighted scale, uh, a, rel a, a relative scale versus all of the other countries. And that is why the dollar uh, remains where it is in strength instead of just completely crashing because it is relative to all of the other countries. And so if some of the other countries figure their stuff out, then our relative score in people's minds and our dollar would go down at that point. We've well, we talked just, about that before. It's going to bomb those countries. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You try to get, if you try to go to a gold standard or something, <laughs> Libya, yeah. how dare you off with your head? That's what happens to those people. All right. Um, you want to uh, talk, you want to tell everyone about the, the Rogan thing? I feel like we have to mention it because it involves Dave Smith. who was on the, who was on the podcast. And by the way, Spotify stock is tanking mm. today. 
down big big time. How about that? Big time tanking of the stock. And I'm wondering if people are thinking maybe they'll end up losing Rogan, the biggest podcaster in the world. They'll try to drop sometime. Them. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought this was kind of funny too. The White House blasts Joe Rogan for discouraging vaccination on his podcast. Uh-oh, folks. Top White House officials rebuked comedian and podcast host Joe Rogan. They rebuked him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I rebuke you, Mr. Rogan. On Wednesday, after he advised his younger listeners against getting the coronavirus vaccine, he obviously is uh, of Satan and the devil himself, Joe Rogan, with his evil, evil witchcraft uh, <laughs> words. And he's pro-death. Speaking uh, this ill towards youngsters. I've got the clip if you want to play it. Yeah, we have, go ahead. That way we can give everyone some context. I'm sure some people saw this. Uh, it was covering up my news feed, but I realized that's really because I follow Joe Rogan and they know that it's one of my interests. Um, but Dave Smith, popular libertarian podcast host, uh, was on there and they were just kind of, I don't know, shooting the shit about vaccines and stuff like that. And Joe Rogan throws this off the cuff remark. And uh, let's see if I got the audio all tuned up here. I've said, yeah, I think for the most part, it's safe to get vaccinated. I do. I do. But if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I, I go, no. Yeah. Are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should, if you're, if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like, I don't think you need to worry about this. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But there's a uh, lot of jobs that will tell you you need to have this. Well, that's what's but starting to happen now. Wor People are worried about them doing it for their children. And we talked about this earlier, yeah. there's the, 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 that you might have to have your, your children vaccinated. And, you know, I can tell you as someone who's both, both my children got the, va the, the virus, it was nothing. I mean, I hate to say that if someone's children died from this. I'm very sorry that that happened. I'm not... I'm not in any way diminishing that, but I'm saying the personal experience that my children had with COVID was nothing. One of the kids had a headache. The other one didn't feel good for a couple of days. Yeah. Like maybe, I mean, not feel good. Like, mm, like no, no big deal. No coughing, right. no, no, no achy, no, like in agony. There was none of that. It was very mild. It was, it was akin to them getting a cold. Yeah. And you can have this thing where it's like you were saying this. Okay. That'll work. Yeah. That'll do it. So, like you said, if you're 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I'll go, no. Rogan said, adding, if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, I don't think you need to worry about this. We've said the same thing for a long time. And most of the people who need to stay home and stay quarantined and all that are the people most likely to die, which is basically 65 and older and people with co co comorbidities. And there, com are, comorbidities. there are people who are very healthy who, of course could could die from this i know that my family knows people who are extremely healthy worked out all the time otherwise in perfect physical condition and got this and died within a couple of weeks yeah, so and that can't happen yeah not saying that that doesn't happen at all but i mm. i think that it happened I, somebody close to me overall i think this is a fine thing for him to say but it's very rare that's yeah. the thing it's rare so anyway the white house is really upset about this the uh i believe this is the communications director kate Bettingfield told CNN, I guess my first question would be, did R Joe Rogan become a medical doctor while we weren't looking? Uh, don't think he did. I'm not sure they're taking sci I'm not sure that taking scientific and medical advice from Joe Rogan is perhaps the most productive way for people to get their information. Would you suggest the CDC? <laughs> Kate, would you suggest the CDC who told nurses to wear freaking bandanas? Would or you? how about Dr. Fauci, who said you don't need a mask? Well, now you need seven. You only need two. Now you need one. And if you got vaccinated, you don't need one outside. We reach, what is it? We reach herd immunity at this point, And then, no, actually, it's this point. And that's the thing. They're saying that you should listen to the science or the people. But last year, were we supposed to listen to what the White House had to say on this? Is that what we were supposed to listen to? Because it seems like when the wrong person's in charge, you shouldn't listen to the people mm. at the top and what they have to say about this. And then, of course, Dr. Fauci has to chime in, which, by the way, they mentioned in this article, I thought it was hilarious, Dr. Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert and President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor. He was also Trump's chief medical advisor, by the way. <laughs> he said, even if you don't have any symptoms, you are propagating the outbreak. 
Fauci told NBC's Today Show, because it is likely that you, even if you have no symptoms, that you may inadvertently and in and innocently then affect someone else who might infect someone who really could have a problem with severe outcome. So you might infect someone else who might infect someone else who could infect someone else that might infect someone else. It could infect your cat who then licks your dog and he shits all over your couch. And now you got COVID. So <laughs> the way this things work okay? line of events. Yeah, this yeah. is, and this is called blockchain. That's, <laughs> that's how it all works. So don't buy Bitcoin. That's the other way you get COVID. The, now, see how this all ties together. <laughs> what I want to know is, what if those people who should be worried about getting it did get vaccinated because they're worried about getting it, and so they got vaccinated? I still had, I still need someone to explain this to me. How someone who isn't vaccinated, being around someone who is vaccinated, is a danger to the person who's vaccinated. I, I. Someone explain. I'm not saying I'm right about this. I'm saying someone explain it to me. And you are you mainly talking about like schools and stuff like that? No, I'm just saying that if if a healthy 21 year old decides that they're not going to get vaccinated, but then there is an unhealthy 21 year old, and since they're unhealthy, which by the way, Rogan said that if you're healthy, you're in good shape, you're physically fit, doing all these things, then you shouldn't get vaccinated. Then that means that an unhealthy 21 year old should get vaccinated. How is it a danger to the person who's vaccinated for an unvaccinated person to come around them if they're vaccinated? Mm. They're vaccinated. Yeah. I, I still have Usually yet to understand Usually the argument this. against that is that um, there are some people who can't get vaccinated because they're in, uh, immunocompromised or something those like that. Those same people would say that those people shouldn't be in public either. Right. Exactly. So, so you, shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't be in public. That's the thing. And now we're still, they're still putting forth the argument that even vaccinated people should be careful being around people who aren't no, vaccinated because they, they're vaccinated. They could still spread the disease to people who are vaccinated, who act, aren't vaccinated. They act like COVID-19 is the only thing you can die from. <laughs> you know, a healthy 21-year-old who likes to rock climb could be, die from rock climbing. Like, you know what? I went to Peru and a, a, when I was there, we were hiking and a friend of mine, Kevin, good guy, we were hiking along and he was in front of me and uh, we were on about uh, at this point we were uh, climbed really high up but at this point it was only about a hundred foot drop so yeah not too bad compared we were a few thousand feet in the air a few, a few points but only about a hundred foot drop and he's walking along takes a step with his right foot and I'm watching this all unfold before my eyes like it was slow motion takes a step with his right foot and the earth beneath him crumbles not like the cookie <laughs> but just like you know how something crumbles Oh, cookies crumble, but yeah, not the crumble cookies. It's just the earth crumbled beneath his feet, and he literally went to fall off the cliff. Yeah, and luckily he was able to catch himself because I, for some reason, just sounded like Home Alone. All I did was I just went, Kevin. <laughs> you guys would have looked around, but Kevin's not here. <laughs> I did. I just I went, Kevin. <laughs> and then of course. uh Dave, another guy, buddy with us, rushed over, and we, we ended up grabbing him by his backpack and pulling him up to safety. But but still, um, you know, it's kind of crazy. So uh, you're saying you could die from other things. So all that to say, uh, he didn't have COVID. If, <laughs> if he had COVID, he probably would have fell off the mountain, I bet. Yeah. But no, um, it's there's so many things you can die from. It's like, you know, young people die all the time. The chances of you of a young person dying from COVID is so, so small. You the flu is worse. Mm -hmm. The flu is worse, and you don't see them out there mandating flu shots for young people. I just, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know. It's more, uh, it's more insanery coming from people of all sorts, from what I can tell, man. Just insanery all over it's the place. It's asininery. All right, y'all. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We just hit 50 minutes on the episode, so we'll be closing it out right now. And here are our closing arguments. You guys need to make sure that your friends are subscribing to this mother effing podcast, okay? Get your friends, get your family, tell your wife, tell your kids that they need to subscribe to the Good Morning Liberty podcast because we have brand new episodes every single day and we want to talk about life, liberty, and pursuit of meaning. And if you think that these things are important, if you think anything you heard today is important, then it is your duty. It's in the freaking, it's in the Declaration of Independence that it is your duty 
to tell people about this podcast, and I thank them for writing those words about us, okay? It is your obligation and your duty to tell people that they need to listen to these words that are coming out of mine and Charlie's mouths, okay? So if you do that, then that's going to help the movement grow. That's going to help the podcast grow. I'll say that that's a self-serving, of course. That's good for us. Make sure you promote all the other good Liberty podcasts out there. Don't just don't just pick one. You know, don't put all your ducks in a basket. You want to make sure that you throw all kinds of support out there for other podcasts because there's a lot of them out there. Frankly, too many of them. Okay, stop starting podcasts, people. It ends with us. Okay, and some of our friends. You can you can start one if you want. To. Yeah, you guys can start it. It's, it's a okay. free. It's a well, mostly free country. Maybe we'll run ads on yeah. your podcast. That's right. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But make sure that you do that and tell tell everyone about it, and also tell them to become Patreon members as well. Because if you're going to support something, you might as well support it with dollars that the government has not yet stolen from you. And if you make these nice donations, then that's less money of, of yours that they can take. Don't forget I don't know. About, we're not a charity, so I guess it doesn't work like that. Don't forget about the pool party coming yeah. up for the 500 episode sometime around July 4th. And then I would like to remind you guys to check your pets' credit scores yeah, because <laughs> that's important, especially the males. Check them often. Check them often. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was trying to do a mixture of like Bob Barker and uh, and uh, oh, yeah. the diabetes guy. Have your, yeah. have your, your pets pet spayed and neutered. Spayed and neutered. But I'm just reminding <laughs> you to check your credit scores because that's obviously really important. Um, stay on top of it, folks, because... You don't uh, have any control over no it. No COVID otherwise. passports. No COVID passports required for the pool party, Wes, but you do need to bring your own pool. And it's the only requirement. Mm-hmm. Bring a sh- or bring a shovel. One of those. Yeah. Something like that. Because I got rid of all mine. Less evidence, you know. Oh, we could play like slip and slide flip cup. Yeah. That game is so much fun. Do a nice little hill back there. We can yeah. just go down that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. No one's coming to my house, just so everyone knows. Anyway, anyway, uh, like Nate said, I know you guys enjoyed today's show, so share it. Leave us that rating and review. If you guys do all of that, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And-